Goddamn, I'm glad y'all set it off. Used to be hard, now you just went and saw Bert, you was down with the AK. And now I see you on a video with Mission Lake, looking like straight bozos. I saw it coming, that's why I went solo. It kept on stomping. When y'all motherfuckers move straight out of character. Alright, back again for another Cash Medi podcast. Tonight we're going to be talking about the NFC East, doing an NFC East preview. Uh, before we get started though, let's get with the sponsor. We're in La Jolla. Don't forget to visit La Jolla Chevron, an extra mile convenience store at 7475 La Jolla Boulevard, La Jolla, California. Alright, let's start off with the New York Giants. Uh, their over-under is set at 6. I think this team's going to be terrible. I think it all started off with a Last year, they decided to take a running back with the second pick of the draft in Shaquan Barkley, which, I mean, Barkley's a great running back and all, but you passed it up on Sam Darnold and Josh Allen. And Josh Allen, I think, is really good. I think Sam Darnold could be a pretty good quarterback as well. But when you, when you need a quarterback, you should probably draft one. And, you know, drafting a running back, you know, that could be cool and everything. I mean, Barkley's a really, he's a stud. He's basically all they got. But you can't pass up, in my opinion, on a quarterback when you have Eli Manning. Eli Manning is terrible. Um, and then the following season, you know, they draft Daniel Jones with the high pick. I think it was at seven or six, you know, drafting Daniel Jones. And I'm just not that high on Daniel Jones. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. I don't know. I don't know too much on him, to be honest. I mean, I, I've seen him play a few times. He didn't impress me that much. Some people like him. Some people think he's going to be a bust. But let's let's go through their roster and see what we got here. I mean, you start with the offensive line. They spent a lot of money on Nate Soldier. He kind of struggled last year. They got him from New England. They drafted Will Henderson in the second round last year. He's pretty good. They get Kevin Zeitler in the trade with when they traded Odell Beckham to Cleveland. He's pretty good. Uh, the other two guys, Chad, Chad Wheeler, he, he's a tackle. He's not that good. And then their center, I don't know much about. Receiving core takes a big hit from when you had Odell Beckham. Now you got Golden Tate, who possibly could be suspended for the first four games. I think they're going to find out tomorrow if he's suspended or not. Uh, Sterling Shepard is dealing with a little injury. Corey Coleman's out for the season. You know, I mean, you shouldn't have been counting on much from Corey Coleman to begin with. Shepard's pretty good. Tate's pretty good. I mean, those are two receivers that are are number twos. You're definitely not going to – See either one of them put up Odell Beckham numbers. They they're not the threat that Odell Beckham is. Odell Beckham can stretch the field. He can do everything. Take a quick slant to the house. Uh, Golden Tate. I watched him a lot in Detroit. I'm a Detroit Lions fan. Real good receiver. Tough receiver. He'll go over the middle. He'll catch the ball. He he does a lot of routes of you know five to twelve yard routes. And then he's really good after the catch, especially on a screen pass. Really good. He's almost like a running back when he catches the ball. Shepard's one of the best route runners in the league. Gets good separation. Pretty good receiver. Uh, Shaquan Barkley's one of the best running backs. You could probably argue that he's the best running back in the league. Could run in between the tackles. Could take it to the outside with his speed. Take it to the house. Catch the ball. He could block. He could do everything. He's a marquee player, but at running back, it's just hard to build your team just around a running back, especially when the O-line looks like it should have – the O-line should be much better this year than – well, not much better, but should be a little bit better than it was in the past few years, especially if Nate Soldier can get back to what how he was playing in New England. And then Will Hernandez looked pretty good to me. 
And then Kevin Zeitler is a pretty good offensive guard too. So they got three pretty good offensive linemen there. But the problem is Eli Manning, I mean, he can't throw the ball down the field anymore. He's dink and dunk. Uh, the tight end, Evan Ingram, he's basically like another receiver. He doesn't block. Really good receiving tight end, though. Can, you know, could be a mismatch problem. You put him in motion, stuff like that. You get him on a linebacker, he's going to – He's got too much speed for him. You put him on safety, he's pretty big. He's got nice hands. He can go up and get the ball. They like him in the red zone. Let's see how many touchdowns he had last year. He had he only had three touchdowns last year, 577 yards. I could see him getting about 800 yards this year and probably six to eight touchdowns if you're looking for a, you know, a fantasy type of guy. Barkley had 1,300 yards and 11 touchdowns. I, I know a lot of people in fantasy think, Barkley could be the number one pick in fantasy football this year. I wouldn't take him number one. I'd be scared because I think the offense is going to struggle, especially because I don't I don't see you're going to get eight nine in the box all game long because I don't see the receivers being able to separate. So if they can't separate, then all those safeties are going to come up. There's no threat of going deep, especially with Eli Manning and his noodle arm. I mean, that thing's shot. His arm is done. He's been done for a long time. They've needed a quarterback for a long time. I don't know why they never really got one. Um, you know, Eli gets his two Super Bowl rings, and he's just parlayed that to extend his career and stuff. But he, he's never really been that good of a quarterback. And Daniel Jones, I would assume probably middle of the year, late in the season, maybe gets a look. But I wouldn't expect him to be able to get the offense going either. The defensive line, they got some real good run stuffers. I don't know why they let um, Snacks Harris go. I mean, they let him go to Detroit for just a fifth rounder, but and then they use a first rounder on Dexter Lawrence. Basically, Dexter Lawrence is just a run stuffer, kind of, and Snacks Harris is probably the best run stuffer in football. And you're going to use a first rounder on him? Why don't you just keep Snacks? Um, Olsen Pierre from the U is pretty good. BJ Hill's pretty good. Uh, I like the the depth that they have in Delvin Thomas and R.J. McIntosh. So I like their D-line. They play a 3-4. I mean, they got some good run stuffers. Not much pass rush there. Olsen Pierre gets maybe a little bit of a pass rush. As far as the linebackers go, and when you're running a 3-4, you got to get you got to get that outside pressure from your outside linebackers. Kareem Martin just eh, isn't really much for me. Alex Ogletree, he's, he's okay. At times, I, he, he gets abused in the passing game. B.J. Goodson's okay. Marquise Golden, I, I don't see much there. The one guy that I could see having a pretty good season that probably people aren't really talking about is Lorenzo Carter. They got him from Georgia. I think he's he's got some he's got some speed, pass rushing ability. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he surprises people this year. Um, in the quarterback position, you got Jornaris Jenkins. He's always been a pretty good corner. He takes some gambles at times. They drafted. DeAndre Baker from Georgia in the first round, he's he's physical and stuff. Yeah, I just don't know if he has the speed to be a top-notch corner. He's pretty good, though. If he's your number two corner, that's pretty good. You get Jabrell Peppers in the trade for Odell Beckham. I always thought Peppers was one of those players that never really had a position. I always felt Michigan, when he's at Michigan, they kind of just roamed him around and just blitzed him and just – but I, that stuff, you, you got to have like a position in the NFL. And I just never feel like he's had a position. Uh, Antonio Beth, Bethel, he's okay. Um, 
you know, he's getting up there in age. I think Julian Love, they got him in the fourth round out of Notre Dame, a cornerback. I think he's pretty good. I, th- I thought that was a nice pickup for them. But, I mean, this team is projected to win six games. The over-under is at six. I would pick the under. Just a lean, though. I mean, six is not that – you know, I could see them finding a way to get six just because – I mean, I don't know. I mean, if they could beat, you know, a team like Washington twice, they could probably find a way to get six. As far as the schedule goes, don't really have much on the schedule. They're non-division – Road games are at Tampa Bay in September. That's not too hard. At New England, that's a loss. At Detroit in October, I mean, that, that's a winnable game. I mean, you got a shot, I guess. At the New York Jets in November, late November. Eh. At Chicago in late November, that's a loss. And those are your non-division road games. I always like to look at non-division road games because you know what you play in the division and then – you know, at home, I always feel like every team almost has a chance at home in any game. So, I mean, I would lean the under on them. They probably are five and eleven, four and twelve type of team, in my opinion. I think, I don't know. I just think they really messed up by passing up on Josh Allen and Sam Darnold, and I think they doubled down and and drafted Daniel Jones. You know, and if Daniel Jones doesn't work out for them, and they look back two, three years from now and see Sam Darnold or Josh Allen lighting it up or being a franchise type of quarterback, then they're really going to, it's really going to backfire on them because it's almost like two wasted picks. You know, you could have a good running back, like I said, but I mean, look, I was a Lions fan. I've been a Lions fan my entire life. I saw Barry Sanders with no quarterbacks. There's just nothing you could do. There's just nothing you could do. You have to have a good quarterback to balance it out. Otherwise, they're just going to key up on key key on you, and you just can't do much. I mean, Barkley's a he's an elite talent, but he's basically I don't see anyone else on the team helping him out, and I don't see that defense being good enough. I can see them going five and eleven this year. All right, let's move over to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they're over under set at ten. I think the Eagles got a lot of talent. I think they're probably a top five talent. Talented roster in the NFL. It is getting a little bit older at some of the positions that I've noticed. But the receiving, let's start with the let's start with the offensive line. I think it's one of the best. You could argue argue it's the best offensive line. It's almost. I mean, you got Jason Peters. He's probably going to be a future Hall of Famer. You got Jason Kelsey, one of the best centers in there. Uh, Brandon Books is one of the best guards. Lane Johnson's one of the best right tackles. I mean, their offensive line's stacked. And they even used a first-round pick on Andre Dillard from Washington State. So, I mean, he's going to be backing up Jason Peters, who's had some injuries lately the last couple of seasons. Uh, so they got a nice security blanket. If he goes down, then you use a first-round pick in Andre Dillard there. So, I mean, they're really stacked on the offensive line. I love teams that have good offensive lines because then it makes everyone else better. It makes the quarterback better, running backs, receivers, get more time. Alshon Jeffrey's a really good receiver, big physical receiver. He had that huge drop in the in the playoff game against the Saints because if he catches that ball, they probably beat the Saints. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, he's okay. I mean, at times he looks good, times he doesn't. They got Deshaun Jackson. See how much left, how much is left in the tank with Deshaun Jackson, but he could go deep, you know, and let. Aguilar and, and Jeffrey do the stuff intermediate and over the middle. I really liked um, uh, 
J.C. Whiteside, the rookie that they drafted from Stanford, they got him in the second round. Um, that could be a goal line or inside the 20, just lob it up to him. I mean, there were so many times Stanford would just throw the ball up to him and he'd catch it. He's a big physical receiver. He doesn't separate much, but if you just throw jump balls to him, he could be a difference maker there. As far as um, the tight end position, Zach Ertz, I mean, the tight end position is loaded. I mean, they, they're going to use double tight ends. You got Zach Ertz. He's probably a top three tight end in football, one of the best tight ends. Let's see what his numbers were last year. He had 1,163 yards and eight touchdowns. I don't see him, you know, I mean, he probably won't put up those numbers, but I could see 900 yards and, you know, seven, eight touchdowns again. And then you got Dallas Gardart. You know, they drafted him in the second round last year. Carson Wentz, to me, is one of the more overrated quarterbacks in the league. Um, and the reason why I say this, like, he's a good quarterback. I understand that. But people make it like he's already an elite quarterback. And I just think it was proven that he really isn't elite. Everyone's like, well, you had that you had that season that he would have been the MVP. Yeah, he would have been the MVP with the best offensive line in football, an elite tight end, and a pretty good receiving core, and a great defense. When you have all that and your quarterback, basically you got to hit, I believe, on the rookie contract as a quarterback because that's going to be the best roster you're going to have because when you're not getting paid, all these quarterbacks now make 27 to, you know, in that range of 27 to just found out Russell Wilson's making $35 million. I mean, that's such a huge difference compared to making four, five, or five, six million. You know, I don't, I don't know what Murray's going to make this year, but I know Jared Goff and Wentz, they were making like five, six million. I mean, that's a huge difference to go play with. If you got an extra 20 million to play with, you could get two, three, two, three really good players. I just felt like he was a product of, of players around him. I mean, he's good. I just don't think he's elite. You know, I think he's a, he's a good quarterback. You could win with him, definitely. I think, you know, I, I, I'll predict them to make the playoffs. I'm not predicting them to win the division this year, but um, they got Jordan Howard as a running back, and they got, I think, here's a fantasy little sleeper. I like Miles Sanders. They drafted him in the – I believe they got him in the second round. Let me see. Yeah, they got him in the second round at Penn State running back. I think he's really good. I would, I would suggest that he's going to be better than Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard, to me, is just not that good. He's just okay. Although with this good offensive line or this great offensive line, I think Jordan Howard can have a lot of success. But I think Miles Sanders is going to be the better running back. He's got more speed. He's got more agility. Maybe Jordan Howard is, you know, takes the goal line touches and maybe the it's third and one. They bring in Jordan Howard for that kind of stuff. But I like Miles Sanders as a sleeper. Like I said, going back to Carson Wentz. I mean, you look at Nick Foles, and it seems like every time Nick Foles gets in there, the team does better. And everyone's like, well, Wentz is better. Just just Wentz is better. Well, I mean, sure, he might be better, but it just shows that because I don't think Nick Foles is that good. It just shows that the players around him are really good, in my opinion. That's all I'm trying to say. I just I think Carson Wentz needs to stay healthy. He's never proven to stay healthy. Um, they don't have a backup now anymore. I mean, Nate Sutterfield, I mean, we'll see. You know, I mean, Nick Foles was a proven backup, so I don't know what they got, you know, in Sudfield compared to having a proven backup in Foles who ended up winning a Super Bowl. You know, I mean, Foles lit up Minnesota in the NFC Championship game, and he, he lit up New England. New England had a top five, 
defense uh, points per game, and he lit them up. And Minnesota had a top five points per game that year, and he lit them up. You could say, well, he got lucky in other games. I mean, sure. Yeah, I understand, but he's not that good. My point is maybe Wentz isn't that good. Maybe he's a product of the players around him. I think you'll find out how good Wentz is because they paid him, and I feel like they paid him too early. I wouldn't have done that. They paid him, so after this year, the talent's going to decrease, and we'll find out how good Wentz is in the next two, three years after this year because, to me, the talent's still there. You know, great talent around him still, so – He'll probably get them to the playoffs. Um, they're predicted to win 10. I would probably go under. I'd look at them as a 9. I'd look at them as a 10 or 9 win team. As far as the schedule goes, non-division road games at Atlanta, that's not going to be easy. Uh, you don't want to play in domes with that speed. Matt Ryan's a totally different quarterback in the dome. At Green Bay on a Thursday night, that's tough. At Minnesota, these are just non-division games. You know, at Buffalo, at Miami, so I mean that's pretty tough. At at well, it's not that tough. I guess Buffalo's not that tough, and Miami's definitely not that tough. You should be able to smoke Miami. That's in December, so the the, the heat's not going to be a problem there. But at Minnesota, at Buffalo's never easy. At Minnesota, at Green Bay, and at Atlanta, it's not that easy either. Uh, as far as the defense goes, defensive lines. I mean, it's stacked. At least the starters are for sure. Brandon Graham's still a solid solid player. You know, he's not an elite player, pass rusher, but he always gets a lot of pressures. Let's see how many sacks he had last year. Uh, I don't know how many he had last year, but Fletcher Cox inside. I think he's one of the best defensive players in football. Malik Jackson comes over from Jacksonville. And you got Derek Barnett. I can see Derek Barnett having a breakout season. I think he was really good. You know, coming out of Tennessee. Um, you got Tim Jernigan still backing them up. Vinnie Curry. So they got some pretty good backups there. I like their D-line. Oh, I've always liked their D-line, you know. As the linebackers go, I think the linebackers is kind of a weak spot. You got Zach Brown, Nigel Brandon, you know. That's just okay. The, the cornerback position last year, they got scorched in the secondary when Ronald Darby got hurt. He comes back this year. If he's 100%, that's going to be huge for them. Jalen Mills, I always feel like that guy gets scorched. I don't think he's that good of a corner. Cindy Jones was going to probably be a top 15 pick a couple years ago if he didn't have the injury. Maybe he's finally healthy. If he's finally healthy, that would be huge for them. Rasheed Douglas, pretty good corner as, as far as your fourth corner. Malcolm Jenkins is still one of the better safeties in the league. Ronnie McLeod, he's okay. Um the defense probably isn't as good as it was that, that year that they won the Super Bowl two years ago, but it's still pretty good. I mean, the, they look like a playoff team to me, but I I mean, it's going to be between them and Dallas as far as winning this division. I mean, I'm going to – you'll see later. I mean, I'm going to pick Dallas. I think, I think Eagles come in second place. I think the Giants are going to come in – I'll say the Giants come in last. I'll say Washington. Let's move over to the Washington Redskins. I don't think the Redskins are going to be that good either this year. I think it's going to be a long season for them. I mean, this all starts with the ownership with them. Their owner sucks. Um, I think Jay Gruden, is, he's an okay coach. I think he's pretty good. I just – the ownership sucks, and they always have problems with the players. You know, 
like Trent Williams is, is complaining about this, the medical staff and stuff. It's, it's just a piss-poor run organization. Their over-under is at 6.5. I would probably lean to under. I haven't looked really through the schedule, but I'll go through that. As far as the offensive line goes, you got Trent Williams. He's holding out right now. It sounds like he wants a trade. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame left tackle. You're going to need that guy, man. Because if you don't have him, you're going to end up being playing Eric Flowers, even though he's from the U. He's a terrible left tackle. Uh, Brandon Sheriff is one of the better guards in football. Morgan Moses is better, one of the better right tackles. But, I mean, that, that offensive line, the key is having a having a Hall of Fame left tackle in Trent Williams. He's one of the better left tackles in football. He, he's had some injuries a few times. But, I mean, the receiving court, it's not that good. Josh Doxson, I mean, he's always hurt. Paul Richardson's okay. Trey Quinn, I don't even know who that is. They got, you know, I mean, they're going to struggle this year. Uh, Jordan Reed, he's a really good tight end when he's healthy. The guy's never healthy. Vernon Davis, he's, maybe he's still got a little bit left in the tank. I don't know. Case Keenum might start. I I have no idea. You do it, draft Dwayne Haskins in the first round. I wouldn't use Dwayne Haskins this year. I would let him sit, especially if you don't have Trent Williams. I would let Case Keenum take the beating. I would try to get another top five pick and go from there. Um, the running back position, you got Adrian Peterson. I guess he's still playing football because he's filed for bankruptcy or something. I don't I don't know. Uh, Darius Geis, they drafted him in the second round last year. I think he's a really good running back. He was one of the best running backs I've ever studied. He's got balance. He's got speed. He's got agility. I mean, he can hit the holes. He He's a phenomenal player. Towards ACL last year, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know how he's going to come back, how that's going to work out for him. We'll see on that. I mean, that, that's one of the positions or one of the players you want to watch in preseason, see if you see the burst, see if you see the acceleration, and see if he looks like 100%. Because if he's 100%, he's a damn good football player. But they say he doesn't really care or isn't totally into football. I don't know. They think he's more into video games or something. I don't know. But he is a running back. I mean, all you have to do really is just run the ball and block. It's not that, you know, you have to. You don't have to totally be mentally there like a quarterback would have to totally be into football, in my opinion. A running back, I don't think he has to all be into football. As far as the defensive line goes, the defense, I kind of like the defense. I, I like the front seven for sure. He drafted Montez Sweat. Um, he got drafted kind of where I thought he would get, late in the first round. Uh, you know, I saw Monks are like top 10 stuff. Nah, I don't think he was ever a top 10 player. But I like him where they drafted him. Um, he could be a speed rusher. Long arms. He's got really long arms, so could get a nice pass rush there. I loved Darian Payne. They drafted him in the first round last year, and they drafted the, the previous season, Jonathan Allen. So Payne's really good, and Allen, those are really good defensive linemen. Ryan Kerrigan's always been a really good outside pass rusher. Mason Foster and Reuben Foster inside. If I'm not mistaken, Reuben Foster didn't get hurt. I could be wrong on that. Ryan Anderson. I mean, the front seven's pretty good, you know. You got Khalid Brantley from Florida. Tim Settle from Virginia Tech as some depth defensive linemen. So, uh, the, the front seven's not too bad. Uh, Josh Norman, I don't know how much is left in the tank on him as far as cornerback position goes. 
Quentin Dunbar, I, I don't know much on him. I, I would assume those corners are pretty pretty f- poor. Fabian Moorhead from UCLA, he's okay. Uh, Landon Collins, they paid a lot of money for him. He's a really good safety, but he, he can't cover as as you would. I don't, I don't know why you'd pay that much if you're – you know, for a safety, I I wouldn't pay that much for a safety, but they did. And then, you know, they got Deshaun Everett, DeShaver Everett. I mean, I don't even know who that is. So, I mean, the secondary is, it doesn't look too good. But that front seven looks really good, especially on the D-line. You got three first-rounders, and you got Ryan Kerrigan. I think Kerrigan's really good. But their over-under is set at six and a half. I would bet the under. I would definitely lean the under there. We'll see how the schedule is going to go. Um, they got road games that aren't in their division, non-division at Miami. That's obviously winnable. At Minnesota, that's going to be a loss. At Buffalo, it's winnable. At Carolina, at Green Bay, both in December. Those are probably losses. Um yeah, I could see them winning about five games. I think this they got they got a lot of holes in this organization. And it starts with the owner. The owner sucks. I think Jay Gruden probably gets fired after the year, but he probably becomes an offensive coordinator somewhere next year and, and probably has a pretty good year because I think he's an okay coach. I don't think he's great, but I don't think he's bad. I just think he's in a bad situation. It all starts with your ownership, and Washington's owner sucks. Okay, let's go to... Oh, wow. Did I skip the Cowboys? I did. Let me go to the Cowboys. Um, I think the Cowboys are loaded, to be honest with you. I'm not a big fan of the Cowboys, but they're loaded. Now, let's start with the Zeke Elliott situation. He's holding out right now. I think they should pay him. And that might surprise some people because usually I say don't pay running backs and don't pay receivers. I think you should pay Zeke because... You've built this team around Zeke. It's not really built around Dak Prescott. It's more built around Zeke. I mean, you got – let's start with their offensive line. Going to have a top five offensive line. You could argue it's going to be the best. Tyrone Smith, still one of the best left tackles in football. You got Connor Williams. You got Travis Frederick. You get him coming back at the play center. And Zach Martin's one of the best guards. Lael Collins run – run stuffing, you know, or, or run blocking right tackle. Get Jason Witten back to play tight end. He probably can still block. He probably can't separate or, you know, I don't I don't understand why he came back. Uh, the receiving core is actually pretty good now. You know, you got Michael Gullup from uh, Colorado State. I believe they drafted him in the second round last year. Randall Cobb, he's done. I, I wouldn't expect anything out of him. I think losing um, – you know, their inside receiver, slot receiver, Beasley might hurt him. But you got Amari Cooper. He, he's going to be wanting to go for a contract, so he'll be in good shape. Cooper changed the whole team from last year. You know, they went on a winning streak right after they got him. The offensive line, though, like I said, is a great offensive line. I think Dak Prescott's one of the more overrated quarterbacks. I think he feeds off of Zeke Elliott in that offensive line and then the defense. Um I wouldn't I wouldn't pay Zach or I wouldn't pay Dak Prescott. They're considering paying him like thirty million. If they do that, they're gonna be fucked. They're gonna be absolutely fucked. I would actually pay Zeke Elliott, you know, give him guaranteed money for two, three years, and then after that you could probably get rid of him because running backs you never know how long they're gonna last. But 
if you get rid of if they don't let's say they decide no we're going to pay Dak instead of uh Zeke Elliott I, th- I think you're just going to be in trouble. I know people could say, well, it's a lot easier to find the running back than the quarterback. I think the way the team's built, I think it's a lot easier to find the quarterback than the running back, especially you won't have to pay the quarterback. So if you pay Dak $30 million, what's Zeke going to get? Zeke was probably, will probably get around 15 per year. Okay, so you're netting 15 and the quarterback, let's say you drafted a quarterback in the first round next year. The quarterback would make you know, less than five. So I just think you're, you're going to net around 10 million, play with a little bit more or, or get, you know, get Marcus Mariota who's going to be a free agent or something, or Andy Dalton, get, you could get one of those quarterbacks, not pay him that much money and have a roster loaded around. Cause you're going to have to pay some other dudes too. When you get on the defense, you're going to have to pay Jalen Smith. Byron Jones is one of the better corners. Um, Amari Cooper, you're going to decide on if you're going to want to pay him too. So that's what I would do. Uh, Tony Pollard could be a a guy to look for in fantasy. Uh, they drafted – I don't even know if they drafted him. Yeah, they drafted him in the fourth round out of Memphis. Um, that's someone I would look for in fantasy because if Zeke's not going to be there, I mean, with that offensive line and that defense – Tony Pollard can get a lot of rushes. Um, even if Zeke's there, maybe maybe you take him real late in your draft. As far as the defense goes, I think they're going to have a top 10 defense. Uh, really good defense, actually. Robert Quinn, I don't know how much is left. Let's go with the defensive line. I don't know how much is left on the with him. Tyrone Crawford's okay. Antoine Woods, he's just okay. Um, Taco Charlton looks like a first-round bust, but he's you know a pretty good backup. Malik Collins is pretty good. Tristan Hill, they drafted him this year in the second round out of UCF. Maybe maybe he he plays one of the defensive tackles and starts. I mean, Malik Collins, they got, they'll got probably just rotate those guys. Demarcus Lawrence is one of the better defensive linemen in football. They paid him a lot of money. He's, he's an elite defensive player. Let's see how many sacks he had last year. He only had 10 and a half, but still. Randy Gregory, you never know if he's going to be suspended out for the season or what. But if if he plays, he's pretty good defensive lineman. The linebackers are stacked, dude. Linebackers are really good. Um, Van Der Esch is really good, and so is Jalen Smith. I think that's probably the best two combination as far as a 4-3 linebacker goes. I mean, I remember last year when they played the Saints, and Kamara would just eat up linebackers in the passing game. And those two guys were standing, you know, staying with them all game long. Let's see, last year against the Saints, Saints only scored 10 points. I mean, they shut them down, basically. And it was very impressive. I couldn't believe it. Jalen Smith, you know, he had that injury in the bowl game. I believe it was against Ohio State. He, he was going to be a top-five pick. He ends up going in the second round. And a couple years later, he's one of the best linebackers in football. Pretty nice story there. Sean Lee always gets hurt. So, as the other linebacker, so – but, I mean, that's why they drafted Van Der Esch and J- Jalen Smith. Both of those guys could fly. I mean, they could cover. They could blitz. They could stop the run. I mean, they could do everything. So, the front seven's pretty good. Uh, the secondary's really good. You got Byron Jones. He's probably a top seven corner, maybe even top five, one of the better corners. Awuzu, he's pretty good. Jordan Lewis is pretty good. So, they got three pretty good corners. Xavier Woods is coming around. Um... Jeff Heath kind of gets 
abused in the secondary. But, I mean, they got a really good defense. Their over-under is set at nine. I would probably go to the over. I think they're going to win the division. I'll project them to win the division. I'll project Philadelphia Eagles to be a nine and seven or ten and six type of team that makes a wild card. But I, I think the Cowboys can win 11 games, 10, 11 games. I see the Eagles winning 9 or 10. I see Washington being 5 or 6. And I think the Giants are 5 or 6. And as far as non-division you know, games on the road, they got at New Orleans, at the Jets, at Detroit, at Chicago. So at New Orleans and at Chicago is really tough. Um Actually, Detroit matches up pretty well with them because Detroit's going to stop the run. So, at Detroit's going to be tough for uh, Dallas too. But yeah, that's that's how I would look at the division. Like I said, if I'm the Cowboys, I wouldn't pay Dak. I would pay Zeke. And then in a two three year window, um, I would try to find another quarterback and go from there. So I would, like I said, I'll go with the Cowboys to win the division and the Eagles to be a wild card. All right, till the next time, I'll do the NFC North for the next division preview. All righty.